what was your experience generally with COVID and where are you going to go after this? How has it affected you in any way? Uh, Personally, your mental state, your uh, perspective on life. Mentally, I've lost it. I'm, I'm gone. Checked out. No, not, not really, but, um, I, I think there's some sweeping changes that are coming and I, and again, I'm going to talk all America centric. So forgive me for that. Cause this oh, is the only experience I have. I haven't been able to travel. Like I used to travel four to six times a year. So I used to talk to other people and get their perspectives on things, but from the one in the U S um, a lot of sweeping changes are happening here that are unprecedented. And I think people aren't paying attention to them. Um, yeah. I totally get like with my own kids, my kids are in the next room right now. And with my own kids, they feel a social responsibility to take this vaccine and protect those people around them. Um, and I, I applaud that, that thinking, but at the same time, you're talking about something that was put through on emergency use, use authorization. Um, it's an experimental technology, which we don't fully understand. I mean, there's been no, well, like, there have been no side effects, no long-term effects reported. There is no indication of, but that's not the same thing, thing as saying there's been, you know, two, three year tests to say, this is how this technology works and we understand it. It's a very different yeah. thing. Um, and, and secondly, as somebody who's, you know, waffled from conservative to more left-leaning, I believe in a woman's body and a woman's right to choose. And I'm at, I'm putting myself at odds with those ideas when I say that a woman has a right to choose what goes into her body, but when it comes to her vaccination choices or her medical history, she does not. Um, mm. So it's like that that whole thing is changing, that our bodies are becoming weaponized or they need to be controlled in a way. And I'm worried about that. Mm. Um, I think that's slippery ground. I I'm myself am not vaccinated yet. Um, I plan to get vaccinated, but I'm probably going to opt for the one that's built on the traditional method, the J&J vaccine, which is, you know, you know, Johnson they take the dead Johnson. virus. Yeah. Isn't unless, that unless not, didn't that got the banned? Johnson and Johnson? Did it get banned? I, I thought it got put on a hold because they were still doing like more testing that like five out of like, I don't remember what it was like five or 7 million people had some kind of condition. Um, if I do get the vaccine, that'll be the one I take. I'm not going to take the one based off of mRNA. Um, I'm not I, uh, familiar with them because right now you mentioned the one that is made traditionally. So I do not mm -hmm. understand what you mean by that. Can you elaborate? Uh, because I'm lost so, at how it's so number. And this is my understanding too, which, you know, take it with a grain of salt, do your own research. Uh, traditionally, the way vaccines have worked is that we don't necessarily understand how the body learns to fight an infection or a virus or, you know, some type of, you know, foreign body. Right. Yeah. So what we do is we introduce a dead variant of that. The body learns yeah. its magic kung fu, like in the nature, like in the matrix, it's oh, I know kung fu, figures it out on the dead virus. The body learns how to fight it. This mRNA stuff is a little bit different, right? This is introducing code into your body, which produces your body, tells your body to produce a response that it can learn how to fight. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about medicine, but the field that I work in is IT. And in the comparison, the only one that I can draw based on my limited experience is introducing code into a production system. You don't mm -hmm. do that, right? The, so <laughs> for, for anybody who's not a computer nerd, basically what that means is if you have a piece of code that you want to write, you test it in a prototype environment, you make yeah. sure that it does what it's supposed to do, that doesn't have any effect that you're not anticipating. Then once it's been proven to work, you release it into production and that it doesn't have any ill effect. Um, to me, this whole mRNA thing, this unproven technology, which has been introduced so rapidly, um, it, it's gone straight into production and I'm not comfortable with that. Um, so 
that's where I find myself right now. And a lot of people, there's a whole bunch of anti-vaxxer and tinfoil hat stuff, which I hate because whenever someone, all of my coworkers are like, oh, I got my vaccine. Did you get yours? And I'm like, no, I haven't. They're like, why? And I'm like, well, I have some reservations. They're thinking, oh, anti-vaxxer. Yeah, and they like, immediately brand you. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I just have concerns that haven't been addressed. For instance, is COVID a respiratory or is a, a neurological virus? Do we know that? Do we know that answer yet? Because there was in, there was research from the National Institute of Health which says it's crossing the blood-brain barrier. You're getting symptoms that are neurological in nature, but yet we're talking about it like it's a respiratory virus. If we don't even know that, how are we introducing a vaccine to fight it? Yeah, um, that seems like that seems like a basic kind of 101. These are things that kind of niggle me and bother me. So until I feel more comfortable, I won't be taking it. And, and I'm concerned that there's a sea change going on right now when it comes to the conversation about your rights over your body. Now you can't fly. Now you certain stores may not admit you unless you can prove that you, you know, have taken have the your, vaccine. Exactly. And which one? And you know, like how often, how frequently, how long does it last? These are these are questions. Or are we still going to be have. like checking in with our? mobiles wherever we go like or i did i go i went to this store from this location to the like um, how much of my geolocation am i willing to sh have to share how long am i going to do that as well yeah like that's been accepted now for me it's like now it's like all right for me to go before i usually like no i'm just gonna write whatever on the paper and go but then after a while you just start doing it so it's be now is everybody cool with it We've opted in, like we opted in a long time ago, and a lot of people don't recognize it. I was asked at my company to give a presentation on internet privacy, and I said that those two things are contradictory terms. Like there is no <laughs> internet and privacy; it's one or the other. Um, by using the internet, by consenting to these smart devices that track us and, and offer these services, which we think are free, we're actually trading data for it. Yeah. Um, you you are giving up privacy. You you are trading your personal information. So yeah. we've already been doing it, but now it's a whole another level. Now it's like what's going on inside your body, and yeah. for me that's that's huge. I mean, we used to have something called um, HIPAA, Health Information Protection Act, right? So it, it protects your personal information. If you know, if you don't want everyone knowing that you've got herpes, yeah, then you know that's your medical history and that's your thing. That's yeah. changing. Those are my concerns. I, I I don't think Bill Gates is trying to track people with electric microchips. I mean, I'm sure he'd yeah. love to, but I, I don't think that's where this is. But when it comes to the world changing in terms of tracking you and getting more of your information and having greater control of its populace. Um, and, and also when we talked earlier about this, we talked about false flags. We talked about the government manipulating people, creating a problem, controlling the reaction and offering a solution. This feels exactly like that. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen again. Um, COVID 2022, you know, right. Or some other SARS variant. We've seen the SARS variants before. We've seen MERS and, and SARS and yeah. other stuff. So what, what about you? I mean, what's your experience been? I haven't been vaccinated um, because one, it's it hasn't been available yet. I ideally, well, first of all, like, here's the thing is like some people will, like I know a family member of mine did AstraZeneca. Yep. Uh, immediately developed a massive blood clot in the back of his neck. Jesus. In the back of his throat right there. And uh, he had to be in ICU for three weeks. So that was a pretty intense thing. And that was like, a, I think it was a direct side effect of the vaccine. The fact is that also is like, you go like, yeah, they made it in a year. In a year, we have these different types of stuff. And I have no idea which one of them is going to work. 
and each one of them, it's not about working. It's like, am I going to develop cancer in five years or 10 years just because the, the thing that you've given me now is going to have that byproduct. If it can develop a, a blood clot, I'm assume it can help some of my like bad cells become malignant. Yeah. It's uh, if it can do something at the back of a throat, some people got blind in Italy. I heard it's like, that, that's just AstraZeneca. Pfizer, on the other hand, I don't know. But as you mentioned, it's like, I get your concern and I know your reservation for it, but it's like, for me, it's like, um, I have my mother here. And I, yeah. uh, for example, it's like, for me, the biggest fear I have is that if I catch you it and give sick. it to her yeah. and she doesn't have the immunity to back it up. So the problem is that it has been in a, such a, uh, I forgot the terminology, but it's right. It's very in, in this crosshairs of everywhere I go. I, I don't have much options. Yeah. So I have to do it. You see? Definitely. So that sucks. Really? That really sucks. If I, okay. I don't want to, if you, even if you don't want to be vaccinated, some people will go do it just because of the fear of like getting it and passing it on or getting their families like immune to it because you love them and you don't want them to catch it, especially if they're like of an older age and they're much more uh, at risk of doing it. So that's the fucked up part about it. You don't have any options. Yep. Soon I, enough, I totally I'm, understand. I'm, I'm pretty sure soon enough you're going to get vaccinated one way or another, <laughs> but it's going to happen because like you're talking about COVID passports. That's shit to me. It's like, go mm-hmm. fuck yourself immediately. But once they twist you in long enough for it to become normal, then you'll be fine with it. Then you're like, ah, fuck it. Give me the COVID passport too. Ah, uh, 70% of people have got it. You, they're fine. Just take it. That's yeah. Fine. It's so it, they fuck you up like that. And we don't have the problems that don't, because not having up, op, we don't have any options and everybody are not crooked. I'm just hoping for the best is like, okay, WHO is full of shit. That's they've already established that. Thanks for that. the mm-hmm. they've bought by China, like beyond belief to the point that they don't want to acknowledge Taiwan because Taiwan was like doing well with COVID and the head of WHO that that dude was talking is like in his, the guy was asking him, what do you think about Taiwan? Who's like handling COVID well. And he's, uh, uh, he just didn't want to say the word and, and acknowledge that country. So they're crooked as fuck. And us little people, we just have to be able to find a way to get by and hope for the best out of it. I don't know. I'm afraid of it. I'm I, I'm honestly afraid of it, especially the Pfizer one. I'm like, if I, even the Pfizer, they're like, oh, it has 90% accuracy. I'm like, just don't tell me like five years from now, I'm going to have to be, uh, my, my lifespan is going to be shrinked or suffer for something that this motherfucker is going to do to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like that's, that's a, like they talk about, you know, bypassing the red tape, the red tape's there for a reason. Um, yeah. we, we have red tape and, you know, uh, coding, right? Yeah. The red tape is, you know, code review, it's testing, it's yeah. approval. Um, those are things are there for a reason because you can break systems by not doing it. And this is the largest mass experimentation I've ever seen. Um, yeah. it, it's concerning. And I understand your position and my kids are in the same position. They got it because they were scared they would get their grandfather sick. So 
and, and now colleges, you know, and educational institutions in the U.S. are mandating that you can't come back unless you've gotten it. There so you it, go. what, it, it's it's going to be presented as a choice when it's not really a choice. It's like, oh, you don't have to take it, but if you want to go shopping or if you want to travel or if you want to go outside and have a meal, you're going to have to. So I, I'm concerned. <laughs> the weird level of control that they have is con- is is beyond concerning. Uh, I'm an IT as well, in case you didn't know, and uh, I do product design and UX design. That's part of um, what I do. I uh, recently was offered a company that puts all your health uh, examinations, any blood tests that you do. They connect with the lab. They they post it. They send it to your app. Then send it to an app that you have in your phone. Nice. Relevantly, not a new technology. Some companies yeah. have done it, but this one is a big one. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, oh, like, oh, we will give you bio, give your biometrics to you. You're gonna be know how your health is doing, uh, your blood test results, your DNA results. If you ask for like one of my friends uh, did the 23 and me, I was like, why the fuck would you do that? Why would you do that? Yeah. Because that data is sold to something. That data is circulating somewhere. Just wait till your insurance gets a hold of that. Exactly. There you go. Like when I heard like your the applications like like Spendy is somewhat connected to your bank, like spend like these applicate this finance applications that you that you do like your finances, your budgeting, and everything. They're directly connected to your bank account, in indirectly connected to your bank account. So they can build an assessment because they bought the data from this budget thing that you have. So they can tell you something or offer you something or take away something from you. It sucks. And uh, the yep. company was like asking me to do this. And I was like talking to my girlfriend. I was like, man, I, ethically, I have a problem with this. The ethically, I have- The paycheck is sweet, baby. <laughs> yeah, the paycheck is sweet, baby, but I can't. I did, I told him I was like sorry I, I don't the company was still a, is a, still a startup but I was like I just don't think this is something that I want to have my name part of it like I will have a fitness application out and be happy with that but uh, to have collect people's blood sample data and the their health checkup to send it to a pharmaceutical company just so they get the right advertisement for a proper for the drug that they were just proponing it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very commendable that he passed on that yeah but fuck it, it it's so those are the concerns that are now going to be more and more present like you have the american passport for example yep. you're you're good you still have some thing for me also as an iranian i'm like I'm, oh shit now i have to have the COVID pass yep like I, I was, I was trying to move to UK up to like last month, and then that didn't pull through. That there was a job opportunity there, and that didn't pull through for various reasons. But still, is like I already have enough barriers in front of me to try to land a job in a country that is like I'll ha- might be able to build a future in. Yeah. Without how many more loopholes how much do you want me to dance because like that's that idea actually believe it or not as much as i love to go to europe or berlin or uh, england or canada sorry man but i do not i never looked at america as a country that i ever want to go to i don't blame you i don't yeah. blame you there's no reason mcdonald's mini malls mcdonald's and mini malls i don't need that so the i never looked at it i'm sure i like it but 
there is to a certain point that you go through these applications, especially as an Iranian, to the things that they ask of you that is dehumanizing that I'm like, I just don't want another one. Yeah. That I, that having that having that much things to jump through, I was uh, I was telling my family recently. I was like, I think I'll be okay going back to Iran. Actually, and they were like, Why? I said, I'm a fucking human being. I'm yep. young. I'm still young. I still have a future, but I don't want to dance like a monkey and be treated as a one and a zero, or somebody be like, Hmm, you want the job? Uh, are you willing to do it for uh, a buck? But uh, or are are you willing to support yourself here, or are you willing to work, uh, pay for your own visa here, and then uh, work for half the price that is actually advertised on the company website? I, I don't mind hustling. That's not the problem. The problem is that when somebody looks down on me, it's like, yeah. Okay, man. Thanks a lot. I don't need that job. I'll go back to Iran. I'll remain an Iranian and nobody's going to fucking want to kick me out of that place. So, <laughs> Well, maybe if there's one upside to this whole COVID thing is that a lot of the world that can, and I think people like yourself and me are in a position where we can go remote for a lot of what we do. Yeah. Um, that that's, that's become much more widely accepted. Yeah. Um, in my company, that was a that was a thing that I was always pushing for. I was like, "Hey, uh, I was planning for the building to catch on fire. Not that I was going to burn my building down, but if the building caught on fire, then that shouldn't stop business." So even before yeah. COVID happened, I was I was moving things to the cloud. And I was doing software as a service, so I, I was already getting us in a position. So if something happened, and just so happens something happened, and now we're seeing that this business model does work. You know, people can work remotely. People can be productive. That was one of the questions that would come up. It's like, how do you know people are being productive at their home, not just you know jerking off? Yeah. It's like, well, how do you know they were being productive to begin with? But just because they were sitting in an office in a chair, that doesn't mean they're productive. They could be surfing the internet, and you know, we had people that would do that. And if they were doing that there, they're probably doing it at home. It's the yeah. same measures. It's like, are they are they just because they're in an office environment doesn't mean they're productive. Nope. <laughs> that eight are hours, they? they might be working two hours out of that eight hours, really. And let's be honest, even in an office environment, how many of us are actually productive the entire eight hours? I'm not. I There are times when I hit one of those walls, you know, when you're working and you're just getting pushed, pushed, pushed. You're like, look, my brain's down. Even though I'm physically here, I'm not physically here. Yeah. Um, I'm doing my best to try and be physically here, but I'm not. Um, but I think this whole, maybe that's the silver lining to COVID, is that I, I think a lot of companies might have seen that this might be a viable business model and, and other, in some ways even more profitable because now you can get access to talent all over the world talent like yourself yeah it's like you know it doesn't matter where you are can you do the work and can you hit your deadlines it's like yeah, yeah. cool can can we use skype or can we in this case zoom or teams or yeah. whatever else yeah so it has <laughs> that real benefit for workers yeah that for, for you it does but for me as also is like for somebody who's trying to immigrate that one is really bad yeah. on my yeah, side because it's like can you do it remotely? I'm like, ah, you fuck. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying, I was actually was supposed to meet, I was trying to move to Singapore uh, beginning of COVID. Oh, wow. Yeah. But then COVID hit the lady messaged me and said, sorry, kiddo. We, uh, we have to freeze the position for a bit because uh, to actually the, the, there was some server linings in that too, because had I moved, and then the COVID had hit. I've, there was a chance of being laid off because, like, half the companies, especially like a country like Singapore, uh, they laid off like a lot of the foreigners out. They just like kicked out. They weren't even 
the the popul their own population was getting Singapore was basically in half white really, and the half white pop a lot of Europeans there and uh, the half white population they were like just get them out get more locals to work because people are going nuts. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but at the same time I agree with it. It's like working from home has that blessing of like. I'm with my kids. I'm with my family. I don't have to travel to work, which is yep. a big part of the exhaustion is like that getting to travel to work and somewhat is more concentrated on the project itself, though the social touch is not there. So that, that one sucks. You will like to like hang out with your buddies and work and Bullshit. That's the piece I miss. Yeah, because we we had a my team is like we're a very tight knit group and we brainstorm. Yeah. We have a we have a big whiteboard that we drop our ideas on and we talk about this. We write in the stupid stuff, you know, like these yeah. dumb things that are happening and how do we route around them or fix them. And we we've kind of lost that piece, which is regrettable. But at the same time, you can't beat working in your underwear. So yeah, there's a very good comfort in that too. <laughs> it's like the underwear is like ah, it's just so comfortable. I'm not admitting to that. I'm just saying uh, you could. You got one ball hanging out, <laughs> or one egg-shaped penis, depending on how it is. Well, depending, <laughs> depending if you're an Epstein fan. Uh, but you said mentally you're gone. What do you mean by that? By the way, um, I was uh, I, I mentally I, like I'm. I'm not Depression. really interacting with people. Um, yeah, like uh, I'm not really interacting with people as much as I used to. Well, that's kind of obvious. I mean, I'm still doing this, but this isn't really interaction for me. Yeah. So I, the, basically the only people I see are my kids and maybe the people I get food from on a regular basis who know me by name and know exactly what I want and they have the order ready, ready for me before I order it. That's how routine it's gotten. So... Um, yeah, I, I think if you're a person that can't deal well with isolation, that's going to be really, that's that's going to take a toll on people. It's it's not just a physical health thing. It's a mental health thing, too. Um, yeah. I, I don't think I've got the short end of that stick. I mean, yeah, it sucked, and I could complain about it, but um, I'm sure there's a lot worse cases out there of people that are completely isolated, especially our older communities. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, It's not... It's it's not where we want to be, and, and we need to find a way to fix it, whatever that is. But um, not to be a party pooper. Or, or no, 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 no. We're having a conversation. They don't think we need to have the old highs and laughs. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Uh, hmm. but did, I, the isolation, did the self-isolation, like you isolated the is like the area you're in pretty bad, and you're just worried about getting it and passing on to your kids? I, I'm doing it for others, like because I'm I'm an I'm an anti-vaxxer. If you want to label me with that, um, I no, dude, like, fuck that. No. It's my uh, it's my responsibility to be as at least responsible as I can. If I'm not going to take the vaccine, I need to mask up. I need to socially distance. I need to be responsible to protect people. Even though I think I'm not going to get it from anybody because I'm so distant still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't see people. I uh, I see people like this. I see my kids. I see people that I get food from, and that's it. Shit. So, which. There, there were situations could be unemployed and have that same situation. Um, eh, not ideal. And I was looking forward to going back to work, but then, you know, and we have had some kind of return to work a little bit, but it's not the same place anymore. It's, you know, you have a limited number of people in the office. We're all masked up. We don't get within a certain distance of one another. It's, it's not the same environment. We, we work in pods um, when I do go in. Um, yeah. So, it yeah. made you. I I know what you what you mean is was like um, 
yeah um for me i fell into that feeling of depression kind of like october last year yeah especially it was like the, the i think i almost had a more, more of a severe case of it because it, i'm not just saying like my depression is better than yours i'm just saying like, I'm just saying it's like <laughs> no uh, for me it also because it followed with i felt like a lot of a lot of doors closed on me and yeah. my life isn't going anywhere and uh so it was pretty bad actually but um that feeling of yeah it was like my girlfriend was saying it's like just go out to walk or something and i was like man i haven't got out of my room barely got out of my room to like go take a piss and yeah. that's it and i don't have time for everybody else like my mother is here is like i don't even want to like talk to her it's that feeling like uh, you like like i once well, like i ran to the ran to buy groceries like just to avoid people like when the place is open because i was like afraid like did i did i catch it did i give it to somebody else did i give it to my mother so it's pretty fucking bad it made you appreciate that like i remember they kind of opened up again we're in the lockdown three here um uh, but like the first lockdown was kind of being lifted they said you guys can go at limited numbers to restaurants so three of my friends were like guys we need to meet up right now and we saw each other it was like made you really appreciate <laughs> hugging like we all saw each other was like hey come here <laughs> they were like ran into each other's arms were like how are you doing how are you doing it's like but like made you that much more appreciate actually meeting somebody for the first time uh, like after a long time and uh it's but the, the thing is is like i don't know if you about you is like it has made it very difficult to be positive yes yes i, I get the impression you're a very optimistic person but um oh no then <laughs> i'm already no. not very optimistic but this Maybe one not right really now, but... <laughs> this one really just like made me even more pessimistic well, I, I consider myself an optimist. I like to see the best in people, but yeah, I, I'm right there with you. And um, this is, it's, I have a similar experience. Like, uh, you know, the first time I was able to go to a restaurant again, I got emotional and I felt a panic attack. Yeah. Um, so, and that was weird. It was like, you know, it's like, oh, oh my God. Like, like, I almost felt like I was going to cry, like being able to go to a restaurant. Yeah. Um, so it, it can't be. And depression on top of that, there's, there's a lot of people, They, that's a conversation in the U.S. I don't know how it is where you are, but like, you know, when you talk about mental health and depression, people are really blind to it. They don't really understand what it is. And they're like, oh, just, you know, you feel better. Don't, don't focus on it so much. Don't, don't, don't get panic attacks. Don't, don't stress. It's like, yeah. oh, well, don't you think I would not feel this way if I could? Um, yeah. you know, Do you think I want this? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not choosing this. You know, oh well, just just feel better. Well, I'll just feel better. They don't just don't be depressed. <laughs> it's, it's like, like you know, telling it's some, not a fucking choice, man. <laughs> it's like telling somebody with a broken leg, just don't be broken legged. Yeah, dude. Yeah, just don't be broken legged. Just walk it off. <laughs> doesn't work like that at all. It doesn't, and and this has been terrible for I think people's mental health. Um, socialization yeah. like what if we ever do return to any somewhat normalcy i think you're going to see a lot of anxiety and a lot of social issues as a result yeah yeah it's it's going to be difficult to go back to normal like i have a lot of friends who are stand-up comedians and well stand-up comedy went to shit here basically it was like you're the clubs are not opening up opening up they're 
they can't perform they can't earn a living and we were they can't write like most of them can't write material and including me i was telling my friends like hey man when was the last time you wrote, wrote a bit it was like I don't remember. It was since the time that the COVID started, I stopped because half of our material would suddenly come when we like, after a show, we would go out and like sit at a, a Indian restaurant or a, a mamak store, like have a, have some uh, curry and, and with a lemon, oh, yeah. lemon, ice, lemon tea, and just chat till three o'clock in the morning, laughing our ass off at different shit we were throwing at each other. And that's when we wrote the bits. That's where we were like, like I had this idea regarding like a, a Jew walking into a bar, and then it just suddenly just evolves from there. So it would it was good, but now everybody are like just I have nothing. The the I'm, online shows are suck. Like I can't do a show like hey, how's it going over a mic and a camera? I tried and you lost it your, once. You lost Trump too, and Trump was a huge gold mine of comedy. I'm sure. Trump was a, a gold mine for comedy, but the problem is that we were all trying to avoid it. Actually, really, it's so much Trump, man. The problem is, it's just too much Trump. There isn't a joke you can say that it's not being said, and um, it's a, you know, it's like happens so much that it's cheap to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's almost like demeaning yourself to like you know lowering the bar. It's like here's the easiest joke in the room. Yeah. I yeah so some of the like you see some people also like like relate went on to do drugs and the comedy comedy scene and like uh it's like dude i'm depressed i have nothing to do <laughs> i can't do anything i can't earn money um it's pretty fucked up and for the coming years i just hope it somewhat goes back to normal somewhat somewhat it chills out i don't know i don't know <laughs> sorry now i'm sorry to be a party pooper <laughs> hey no it's it's all good um maybe when we get our vaccine it, it'll have the converse egg-shaped micropenis effect and we'll all win from that right <laughs> right rode under the banner of the egg-shaped penis <laughs> exactly right i like that one they've given me a bunch of content that i have to research tonight i'll send so. you the link it is like the thing is like like i'm the problem is like, i hope you don't think i'm making it up this was like all reported on on bbc and see and the problem is that it's so out there but it's so real <laughs> no actually and i i will look this up but you know I, another thing that i've noticed is I'm, I'm very careful with my internet searches now that i i work from home um because oh. you know you know when you're like you know presenting i've seen this happen to people when they go to type something in their web search <laughs> that's happening to you huh? oh saw... shit incognito window that's all i'm saying just yeah I've, i'll just put on i'll make sure before every presentation i'm like have my uh search history deleted like cleaned out cookies cleaned out so in incognito mode immediately so, so... I could I could just see me, you know, like going to look up, you know, Micro Center with yeah. my team, and, Micro all of a sudden, <laughs> 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 and then all of a sudden they're gonna think I'm a serial killer because of that. Yeah, so. pretty much. <laughs> and it was like suddenly it's like Gangbang 2000. What? <laughs> just... Anal my, Rampage my... Four. 
<laughs> well, they're gonna see that I'm searching, um, you know, egg-shaped penises and hummus and ass. Hummus. And my, my my coworkers are gonna get this picture of me, which is not an accurate picture, at least not yet, not at this point in my life. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like you said, like a coworker is like like put, wrote something and like it's just like the first thing it like before you know the second you put the s or an x it's gonna put the same the first word is gonna be autofill like it's like sex.com x videos it's just like what was it the he's a i know he's a fan of the porn star called romy rain because like he wanted to i don't know what the fuck he was trying to like put in the presentation he put the r and it was like Romy Rain gangbang. I was like, oh, no. I was like, <laughs> just the whole like, presentation. You're like, oh, we are recording, by the way, right? Well, it was recorded. So if you go back to the recording, it's just like big title, Romy Rain gangbang. Oh my god, he's gonna be mortified. He is. He is. Is like, but the the thing is that the problem is that nobody like even let head pass. By the way, so people like pointed it out really oh yeah nobody they were like ah actually to be honest with you i was a bit of a prick as well because i was just like all of a sudden he stops sharing he logs off (laughs) (laughs) oh we were like oh we see what you're into (laughs) are are you seeing that too that uh are are you a little bit connected but tangent are you seeing it too the uh the the lack of an etiquette or, or a, an accepted etiquette when it comes to this video conferencing stuff about people knowing when to be on camera, when not to, when to mute themselves, um, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you it see has, that? Yeah, it has kind of developed in a way. Uh, at the beginning, I believe it was a bit, diff- a bit awkward. My friend said, I was talking, it was like, he went to the toilet, he had no idea his mic was on. So he flushed and he like suddenly saw his name light up because when you it lights up in your voices like your <laughs> that's your, teams I, yeah yeah when your when your voice is being recorded it lights like he said to this day I don't know if they <laughs> heard or not nobody said anything to him um, my brother was on a conference where the the head of the company was the lady was actually having a fight with a boyfriend that's gonna be awkward uh nobody said anything but at the same time it was like they had a full-blown fight i don't know if they cheated or texted somebody else wanted to fuck somebody else but uh they had a full fight and then she came to the conference like completely normal so we were talking about the product here blah blah blah, 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 blah. And my brother was like oh my god how the hell everybody gonna concentrate on how and like maintaining professionalism but yeah the etiquette is like kind of building up um built it has formed i made a mistake of actually laughing not paying attention while my mic was on <laughs> We're going to have a stellar sales year. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, crap. No, I was talking about the dog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, my, we had this, uh, they had this event happening and one of my colleagues was giving a heartfelt speech. And I had no idea. I wasn't paying attention. Nobody was. And uh, because everybody else, it turns out nobody else was like, oh, were you laughing? I didn't notice. But... Uh, 
like I was looking at memes and I remember the meme I was looking at in particular was a meme of Morpheus from Matrix and they said with from an ad and Morpheus going like oh shit kind of like this and the meme said like when you take the red pill and the blue pill at the same time (laughs) (laughs) and I was giggling like fuck and somebody called me out one of managers was like why are you laughing and I was like wait who are you talking about and I was like my mic is on and like i literally cut my like i didn't know that my colleague was giving a very speech about depression and like how much it means to him to have these meetings and i totally fucked them over on it and and like an idiot by the way i didn't know his speech was being heartfelt because it was a very heartfelt speech because i wasn't listening so like an idiot i was explaining i was just looking at this meme and i was posted oh he made it worse <laughs> oh jesus I was just looking at this it was so funny here you guys go and my my friend like immediately after the meeting was over and called me and said dude you know what you did I was like what did i do <laughs> he was talking about depression it was very how much it made, and we were suddenly hearing somebody go <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Ah, oh, fuck them up, Chad. <laughs> I, I didn't apologize. Fuck it. <laughs> fun trying part to cheer of... him up. I was trying to cheer him. I was trying to change yeah. the subject. <laughs> Don't be a party pooper, asshole. Don't exactly. A... Oh, you and your depression, like all of, like all of us. Just are get not over having... it. Stop Just being get depressed. over it. Yeah. Stop being depressed. Yeah, go outside, <laughs> do some push-ups. You'll be fine. You'll be fine, asshole. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, the same guy got COVID next the week after. Oh, yeah, which made it worse. <laughs> At least tell me he's uh, somebody who deserved it. Yeah, he got the COVID negative next week. I was like, oh shit, dude, here's some vitamin D and shit. Oh uh, man, yeah, I send him some vitamin D. It's, it's all right. We we patch things up. It's like just take some vitamin D, you'll be fine. You should have chained it back to the memes and sent some memes with it. Yeah, some that's memes. <laughs> Sorry, I shit on your speech. <laughs> I just want to make you laugh. Yeah, but yeah, one guy was actually like he was topless. He had no idea his his cam was on. <laughs> topless and bottomless. He had the, he had the, he had uh, he had the shorts, not boxers. She had the shorts, so he stood up. And like went to oh. the bathroom and came out like you could almost see his pubic line. Oh my god! Yeah, and he Forget. was yeah, and like we couldn't be like, hey, like um, for for the sake of anonymity, Matthew, your 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 fucking pube is out. <laughs> you couldn't be like that, and it's like messaging him, but he had like put it on on the disturb, don't don't disturb. Oh, so, so he, he doesn't won- get the pings. So he wasn't getting the pings. <laughs> so. He was like, so he had to end up calling. I was like, hey, psst, hey, Matthew, what, what, why are you calling? We're in a meeting. I was like, I can see check, you. Check your camera. Check your camera. <laughs> you just see him suddenly, like, you just, his head turns like, <laughs> that's the moment that's the moment of realization right it's like that's the moment. he fucked up <laughs> it's it's shocking to me how many people don't get this and don't check it like I, yeah. i've given all my users privacy sliders and i'm like hey keep that thing closed when you're not actively using it or if you have an external camera unplug it yeah you know i uh, i go whenever i go into a meeting i go to a meeting muted and yep. uh, on a off camera and only turn it on when I need to, if, in case I really have to. 
same yeah so it's like bad and suddenly it suddenly let out a fart <laughs> everybody fucking heard it <laughs> the thing that has also happened is i don't know about you i don't know about your company like how strict would it be uh people tend to let out their sense of humor a lot more mm-hmm. and their sarcasm and, and their sarcasm yeah pretty much all the emotions are flowing a lot more than they used to yeah so you tend to joke a little bit easier or go off a tangent and just like have a different conversation in the comment in the chat box compared to what the meeting is <laughs> oh no we don't do that because oh, do that. <laughs> in our team session like we, we have these uh, global town halls we get like 100 people in them but oh. uh, apparently people don't understand how to use it and they start you know doing like little smileys and winky face and gifs and stuff like that and you can tell that the leadership isn't pleased with that <laughs> so i've been trying i've been trying to teach people like hey look don't do that there like doing your little tiny meetings don't do the big meetings. oh no no in get- a tiny meetings yeah in the big oh, meetings tiny where meeting, sure. the big heads are out, like the big the, the big dogs are in we're like oh everybody be on your best behavior Pants make on. sure yeah well it's like in a shorter like a like a 20 people meeting it's all bets are off like fuck it <laughs> just, 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 free for all free for all <laughs> we recommended hand ties to each other once <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, like here's a hand tie i walked a lot of japanese and like the squid <laughs> oh my god i bet your team history looks amazing oh yeah it does, it does. <laughs> oh brother anything else you want to talk about i think it's been already two hours man oh it's been uh, it's been a great conversation i appreciate talking with you and getting your perspectives and um I, any I, questions you have you want to ask me anything you want to uh you know i wanted to get more of your thoughts on you know what you thought things were gonna be like in terms of like the middle east and politics and everything else but at the same time i think i've kind of picked your brain on that um and where you kind of wanted to go but you, you didn't really say specifically what that looked like like you know just like yeah, i just want it to be normal and want us to have our own autonomy back is what i heard um, let me put it for you this way one add another thing on that for you mm-hmm. how i'd want it to look i do not want a coup or a, another revolution yeah i want an organic change if there's any change I want an organic change by the people, no fucking CIA, no crown prince, retarded son. Udutah Shah, yeah. Yeah, bring the Shah and everything like that's going to help the fuckers. Uh, I just want an organic change by people and within the system itself. And that's it. Like, I don't, I don't want another revolution is just going to set the, the thing about it, the th- people saying like, oh, revolution, everything is, I, I'm afraid it might do more damage than it would actually, it will leave way for other bad actors to suddenly shine. Yes. I totally understand that. Yeah. So that's how I want it. I want it like, you remember Khatami? Mm, no before uh, Ahmadinejad before Ahmadinejad no I don't he was a president before Ahmadinejad he was a reformist in a sense and uh, somewhat respected internationally respected during Bill he was around during Clinton's time and like something like that I wanted to be like that I don't Islam is not gonna go anywhere the the 
people are going to be people it's just and the last thing would really going to affect us is like marching in and be like go against the ayatollahs or go against the monarchs or go against this that's really not going to help there should be somewhere in the middle ground that people breathe just for the people to be able to breathe yeah. the shah wanted a western world where not not necessarily islamic for a country that was still developing which was very islamic and that didn't work the islamics were like wait what the hell and turn it around but the thing is is like a lot of people who were maybe muslims but not strict muslims got crushed yeah now if you're going to go again and wave hit against the wave of islamist it's just going to be conflict so either find the middle ground people hopefully people will be able to find that middle ground somewhere so we'll have our liberty we'll have the islam we have other religions everybody be coexisting in peace or it's just going to be the same way it is now if not worse no it's I, I, not going to be totally good. understand yeah inshallah <laughs> inshallah really <laughs> yeah so that's it. Any other perspectives you want from a Persian? <laughs> I, I, I was curious I how you called pre- myself a Persian, by the way. <laughs> Why? That's a that's that's a badge of honor. Well, I mean, you know, despite what the the media will say about you know Middle East, it's over. I believe it's and, overused. <laughs> I'm a Persian. <laughs> so I hate it. <laughs> they, yeah, there's Persian Farsi. Persian Farsi is they would always call it that. Listen, brother, we're at two and a half hours. Yeah, I think it's probably good to cut it off here. I appreciate it. It was a really fun, uh, engaging conversation um, and hope to do it again sometime. Hope to do it again. Hopefully one day we'll meet up and we can do this in person, man. Yeah, Tehran or Esfahan or something. Tehran or Esfahan or, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, not America, definitely. <laughs> no, no, nobody wants to come here. <laughs> oh, maybe Brooklyn. I have a, I have, I don't know, I fantasize about that place, but hey, fuck it. Brooklyn? Yeah, for some reason I just fantasize about the the uh, sorry Bronx, like is oh, old Italian. That's even worse. Italian neighborhoods. <laughs> Take well, care, my friends. Yeah, you too, and I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later, man. This was fun. Take care. Yep. Bye. Bye bye.